This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Hey, good morning, Canada. Zucchino and Scully in studio to put an exclamation point on Season 9 of GTC Radio. So what a fun year. It was. Busy year, crazy year. Crazy year. Our final show. Thank God for the President's Cup and the Asian Swing. Right, you said it when we were yeah. off the air this morning. Yeah, like what are we talking about the last three weeks? We're talking about our short games. Probably. Yes, yeah, yeah, and how and, cold it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the Golf Talk Canada Golf Weather Report without the Asian <laughs> swing, basically. And here's what the weather is in your part of the country. Yes, it's yeah. six degrees, but if it's sunny, you'll be okay for yeah. about an hour. But if not, yeah. and as TJ Rule from Golfway Tours would say, there's no such thing as bad golf weather, just bad golf gear. Mm. I like that. Yeah, but well, for a guy who thing. sells uh, trips to Scotland and Ireland, you better say yes. That. <laughs> yeah, valid. Very valid point. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, lots to get to today. Before we start jumping into it, skulls, uh, Presidents Cup uh, picks are in the books. Adam Hadwin. We've got a Canadian flag on the team. I just want to. I know we're going to talk a lot of Presidents Cup today. We're going to hear from Adam Hadwin. Bob went one on one with Adam immediately following the announcement of the picks. So we're going to run that interview for you today. We've got lots to get to. It's going to be a heavy dose of uh, Presidente Cape. Mm-hmm. Is Cape a word? I don't think so. It sounds right, though. Let's just go know. with yeah, it. I don't sure. know. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was your immediate reaction when you heard Adam Hadwin and when you heard Patrick Reed? Because when I heard Adam Hadwin, my initial reaction was, Els decided he, needed, he, needed, he did not need another rookie on this team. That was my first reaction when they picked Hodwin. And when they picked Reed, when I heard Reed from Woods, my first reaction was, what? (laughs) Well, for for Adam Hadwin, I agree. I mean, the team needs experience, especially going, uh, they're going to be such a heavy underdog against this crazy talent uh, United States team. But, I mean, Hadwin's a consistent guy. He can play with anyone. So was Corey Connor. So, but you know, Ernie Els wanted to go for the uh, experience factor, and Hadwin does have a little better form at this point. For Patrick Reed, honestly, I don't think Tiger cares about any of the the surrounding stuff. He like he, he obviously must he must have a better relationship with Patrick, uh, you know, than if if someone else was a captain. Um, and he just wants the twelve best guys together. Maybe it'd be a little different if Ricky Fowler. Um, had played some golf since the Tour Championship. Obviously, he's, had, he's gotten married. Other things have yeah. happened. So he hasn't played any golf since the Tour Championship. He has no form. But um, we'll see if it's the right pick. We'll see how the team chemistry goes. I mean, with Patrick Reed, even you know, with Bryson DeChambeau, and, and Kepka almost went uh, toe-to-toe at one point about slow play. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what the chemistry holds in the locker room. for maybe that's, maybe that's the only shot that this uh, President's Cup team has. Uh, 11 of the 12... American players are in the top 16 in the world. 11 of 12 top 16 in the world go to the President's Cup side, excuse me, the international team side for the President's Cup. One player, Adam Scott, in the top 17 in the world. 11 to 1 when we're breaking that down. So, uh, on paper, this looks like a route already. So, you're saying there's a chance. Adam Hadwin, one-on-one with Bob today. We're going to hear from Tiger Woods, hear from Patrick Reed, hear from Gary Woodland. We'll get you caught up on all things uh, that are GTC. We still have some things going on throughout the winter, including the TV side. So it's not like we're going away. This is just our Season 9 finale. 
We will do winners, weird, and what deep into the President's Cup. And uh, we'll also hear an uh, exclusive ESPN one-on-one with Tiger Woods. We'll get you caught up on all leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. But first, let's do some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Bushnell Golf. For precision in any condition, visit BushnellGolf.com. Bushnell, the number one rangefinder in golf. All right, we mentioned it, that Adam Hadwin gets that President's Cup pick, but here are the picks as they go down. Tiger Woods picks Tony Finau. That's a no-brainer. He was the ninth man, the one man on the outside of the top eight when the points were shut down and uh, was still playing well, uh, has a great match play record, has a great record in majors on big stages. Tony Finau, no-brainer. Gary Woodland, reigning U.S. Open champion. Patrick Reed... There's the interesting one. And, of course, Tiger, with what we all knew was coming, picks himself, Scully. Jason Day, Mm -hmm. we knew that was a slam dunk. The question is, should it have been a slam dunk? You need experience on this international team. He's going to be playing on home soil. The, you know, him and Adam Scott, the two flag bearers of Australian golf for the last decade or so, but has not had a top 10 since the Travelers Championship. Uh, just has not played any good, well golf well in the last six months. Has just kind of been missing in action. So what does that mean? Canadian Adam Hadwin, Sun JM, reigning PGA Tour Rookie of the Year, and keeps playing well, playing well again already this fall. And Yaki Neiman, the young Chilean star who won the Greenbrier Classic, the first PGA Tour event of the wraparound schedule. What jumps out at you there? Scott? I mean, the first thing from a Canadian perspective, you wonder what would have happened if Neiman hadn't won the Greenbrier earlier in this wraparound season. Does that give the possibility of having two Canadians on the squad, having a Canadian uh, team essentially go go toe-to-toe. Um, that's one thing immediately. And you look at Jason Day, I'm curious, you know, if this wasn't in Australia, is he, is he a lock? I mean, as you said, he's shown no form. Um, I, I've done some, some look back uh, for some upcoming year interview shows and watching. I've watched a lot of the, the Masters, and he was really in the mix uh, for a lot of that golf tournament. And ever since then, he has been MIA. Yes, he did win the Skins Challenge and won about $12 for yeah. winning that because they were playing for nothing, but who cares about <laughs> that, right? There were 10 grand a hole. Like, who cares um, for, for those guys? I'm pretty sure we had larger Nassau's this year. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, that's what stands out to me. The guy has no form coming in. If it's not in Australia, maybe, but... I wonder. That's a good question. I never thought of that. I kind of thought, okay, just because of the experience yeah. factor. Yeah. Uh, but you're but you're right. And in the start of the year, all his top tens, all his close calls came before the PGA Championship. Yeah, and then he was... And then it's been nothing. Mm-hmm. And PGA Championship was made. Yeah. So uh, that's a good question. I don't know. It's funny you bring up the Corey Connors, and if Yaki Neiman doesn't win... You know, does it go to Ben On? Does it go to Munoz? Like, yeah. there are other names in the mix, Brandon Grace. But does it open the door for another pick to Corey Connors? And the reason I, I was poking that around, I was doing, uh, I was uh, guesting on Inside the Ropes with the Paulsons this week because mm. once Hadwin got picked, my phone started ringing, right? And uh, the, I thought to myself, one of the biggest problems the international team has had over the years, Scully, is. Natural chemistry, natural pairings that the Europeans have done so well in the Ryder Cup. Mm -hmm. These pairings just, it's almost like they're born and hatched. They're not picked, right? I thought, why not two Canadians? Why not 
two Australian twosomes. Why not a team of Korean, South Korean players, right? Like, and I thought, hmm, you know, why? But it didn't. Obviously, didn't come. Yeah, but obviously that you know we'll get into this later. But that will make that would make a lot of sense. I mean, uh, Hadwin played with Matsuyama in 2017. That's what I mean. They, they can't talk to each other. That's what I mean. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm saying. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Rory McIlroy closes the deal. Yet yeah, maybe a controversial player of the year selection. Maybe not. But now we can say four wins in the calendar year. Mm-hmm. Four of his last 15 starts on the PGA Tour. He joins the $50 million club. There are now 10 players to exceed the $50 million mark on the PGA Tour. Uh, Rory is now one of them. And for a guy that maybe. I don't know, was an average closer, is now turning into a really good closer with a different mindset of keeping the pedal down. He gets it done in a playoff with a birdie. Look out 2020 for Rory McIlroy. Obviously, the expectations are going to be through the roof, as they've been you know, in this quest to complete the career Grand Slam. But you know, we're still a couple months away from April, and, and, and we're going to hype this thing mm-hmm. up starting in January. Yeah, which, which scares me, because then the elephant in the room is just too big. And right? if you shoot 73 in the first round, it's right. you know, Here we go again. Happening. But right? I mean, good for Rory. You know, We had all this talk about the controversy as he mentioned, player of the year. But now we can really say the player of player of 2019. Yes, the calendar. The calendar year, yes. four wins in his last 15 starts. Is and quality fair. victories. Yeah. Like World Golf Championship wins, National Championship wins, Tour Championship, Players Championship, fifth fifth biggest ch- championship in the yeah. world. And in my opinion, actually, it, it, it sometimes field, yeah. yeah, sometimes it ranks higher than, than five. Yeah. Good point, Adam. It's like not just you can say maybe the season was a wraparound, but for the year of 2019, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pretty hard to argue. Lucy Lee turns professional. Now, if that name sounds familiar, 2014, she started her career on the global stage anyway as an 11-year-old amateur at the 2014 U.S. Women's Open, she declares herself professional this week, 17 years old now, a six-year period, uh, six years between then and now, and she will, uh, she will, uh, she tied 72nd, excuse me, at LPGA uh, Tour Q School, so she'll head to the Symmetra Tour to start her professional career as a 17-year-old, and we get into the conversation again, Adam, it, what's too young? I don't oh, know. Playing in the U.S. Open at 11 years old, I remember watching that. Uh, it was it was a different year, a cool year, because Pinehurst hosted the U.S. Men's Open and then the U.S. Women's Open in back-to-back weeks. Yes, we got to see Pinehurst. I recall that. And this was very short, very that. shortly around uh, after the changes at Pinehurst, so it was something we haven't really seen on TV before. Uh, but for Lucy Lee, uh, this is a bold move, but um, she's been in the in the headlines and under the spotlight for a while, and uh, when she does get playing professionally, she's going to have some eyeballs for sure. And finally, the Charles Schwab Cup Championship wraps up the Champions Tour this week. Jeff Maggart with rounds of 63 and 65. He is your leader. It's good for a four-shot lead. He is projected to move up to 21st on the Charles Schwab Cup Championship point list. He's got a four-shot lead over the man projected to move to number one. Guess who that is, Adam? Hmm, Bernard, I wonder. Bernard Longer, 10 under par, 64-68, currently in second in the tournament, but projected right now to actually, it's to move up to second right now. Whoa, just, sorry, so he's, he is just he is just outside the window of his sixth Charles Schwab Cup champion. Scott McCarran who is in a T25 position, needs to play well right now. If he moves at all 
further down the ladder, ladder or longer moves up and catches longer. Uh, excuse me, Nagger. Ladder, that's yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> longer will win his six Charles oh my Swap God. Cup championship. His six. So he needs to either catch Maggart or McCarron needs to fall four spots. I believe is how the math works. So, so this is the, this goes back to the conversation around the, the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup. How it's all complicating. There, there could be two winners. Right. Here, right. So, right. Th- this is where like my brain is. It's early in the morning, but and my we're already scrambling. Yeah. Know? But you look at this year at the Tour Championship. It was so simple. Right. It, yes, the format was a little different. Right. But it, we got a great winner out of right. it. We got a great finish out of it. So maybe that's something that they should consider. And at too. the end of the day, the guy that won wasn't the guy coming in with the lead anyway, right? Exactly. The guy that was going to spot all exactly. these strokes and whatnot. So yeah. I think you're right. I think the experiment worked, and uh, maybe the Charles Schwab Cup is proof in the pudding. Yeah, 100%. Maybe it is. All right, lots to get to. But coming up on the other side, Adam Hadwin, one-on-one with Bob Weeks after the announcement of him playing in his second President's Cup. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. Speaking of TaylorMade, I don't know if you caught that uh, little note. It wasn't really uh talked up much, but uh, Rory with a couple of tweaks to his M5 last week. No, I didn't. Yeah, moved some of the weights around. Not too sure where, because they didn't get too in-depth on it. And he changed shafts. He went back to an old shaft that he had in a previous driver. Uh, in his back into his M5, and uh, there you go. So always tweaking these guys, right? Unbelievable. But, yeah. and he had quite a driving performance last week, and he that's that's crazy. Good for him. Well, they're going to need a good driving performance at Royal Melbourne because Adam Hadwin, part of this President's Cup team, you and I were talking off mic here in commercial break skulls. Uh, Liberty National, we were both there. It almost ended on Saturday. The last time around, do you remember that? The president remember that well. I was, was sitting horrible. in the media centers. Uh, are we going to have a historic? Are we even going to show up here on Sunday? Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? And obviously, it didn't. But we were close. It was, it was absolutely yeah. Uh, Hadwin o two and one. Yeah. But then I don't want to call out Adam Hadwin on his record because that's the team. That's pretty record. good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he squeezed out the one, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I um, I don't know. That's why I was wondering about the 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 word experience. And we talk about this a lot on the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Experience is important, but but scars are not. Yeah. And uh, not that Adam Hadwin would have scars or scar tissue from one uh, meeting in the international side mm-hmm. or one meeting in the President's Cup, but certainly a Jason Day would certainly have some scar tissue. And Adam Scott would certainly have some scar tissue. Mark, right? Leishman, Mark Leishman would yeah. certainly have a, guys that have been yeah. there, right? So I wonder if... You know, maybe big youth injection with not a lot of experience wouldn't maybe. have been the worst thing for this team. Maybe, but I, as Adam Hadwin uh, said two years ago and, and has said already this year, you know, it's the feeling when you're on the first tee. It's something that you never really, you know, you, you don't feel bef- any other time because you're playing for other people. You're not just mm-hmm. playing for yourself. Um, so 
I, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, I guess being on quote unquote home soil as an international mm-hmm. is going to change things a little bit. A little bit, certainly. But I mean, the, the atmosphere was pretty rowdy at Liberty. Yeah, I thought it was great for both it was internationals. Fun. Yeah. Like, that first tee was pretty special. was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll find out. December 11th, it'll kick off. Adam Hadwin waving the Canadian flag for the international team. He had the opportunity to go one-on-one with Bob Weeks. And here's the newest member of the international squad for the second time now, Adam Hadwin. Adam, congratulations. What does it mean to you to be named to this team? I know it was high up on your goals all year long. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Uh, it's incredible. Um, didn't wasn't quite sure it was going to happen to be honest there was a, a lot of a lot of players playing really well these last few weeks and um truly felt this ernie's decision could have could have gone either, either way really um but i'm elated uh i'm excited to get a second crack at this and and hopefully earn some redemption from uh liberty national a couple years ago tell us how the call came in and, and what did captain Ells say to you to uh, to invite you onto the team yeah, I got a I got a call on Monday midday from him, um, and he just expressed, uh, you know, some some of the little things that I've done over the past few years. He obviously was a part of that team at Liberty National, and and how I was around the team and with the team, and um, you know, I really feel like I I've embraced the team atmosphere in, in this event, and I think he took notice to that as well, and just kind of my willingness to play any sort of role that he might need um, for this year's. President's Cup down in Melbourne, and, and uh, you know I, I did feel like I'd played some pretty good golf as well, and, and let some of my let the clubs do some talking uh, at times, um, but also just you know how much I really wanted it, and, and I think he took notice to that, and, and I'm super appreciative of this opportunity. How different do you think it'll be this time around? Obviously, this is a hypercharged atmosphere. It's something that you don't get week in and week out on the PGA Tour. You're part of a team. You felt it last year, as you said, at Liberty National. But having one year under your belt, how different is it going to be going into Melbourne this time around? Well, I think it's going to be a lot different. Um, I had no idea what to expect a couple years ago. And um, going in now, I know what to expect. Um, I know what the week's going to bring. I know everything that goes along with off the golf course stuff as well. Um, some of the media obligations, the the uh, you know opening ceremonies, or some of the functions that we might have to go to as a team. So, better prepared to handle all that. And I think the biggest thing is better prepared to handle the nerves um, that come with standing on that opening tee shot and um, you know playing against the, an incredible American squad. So. Um, I think just all around, you know, not, not only has my game gotten better, but, uh, you know, emotionally, mentally, I've, I've become a, a different player than I was a couple of years ago. And um, all that's going to play into, you know, all that's going to be a factor heading into Royal Melbourne. And I think I can use that to my advantage. Uh, no secret that you're known as one of the best putters on the PGA Tour. You had a great year again last year putting. Also, Sung J M and Jason Day and Joaquin Neiman, very strong on the greens. Obviously, Ernie Els is making a point that he wants people who can put the ball in the hole in pressure situations. Do you feel that's something you can do? Absolutely. Um, I think it's something that I've, I've proven I can do over the last few years. Um, certainly has been a strong point to my game. I've, I've made some other adjustments and, and increases to other parts of the game, but it's it stayed strong. It's um, one of the reasons I'm, I'm the player I am today. Um, and, uh, you know, I, again, I think he took notice to that, just like you said. Um, he put a number of strong putters on, and I think, you know, when you get on the greens, you can really turn momentum and match play in your favor uh, by making putts, and, uh, you know, that's what we're going to try and do down there this year. 
anybody in that lineup on the international team that you want to play with? Have you let uh, Captain Ells or maybe some of the captain's assistants, including Mike Weir, say this is the guy I'd like to pair up with? Um, you know what, to be honest, uh, nothing in particular just yet anyways. Um, you know, I'm going to let them sort of dictate to me who they might think I might pair up well with and uh, kind of take it from there. Obviously, my experiences uh, a couple years ago with Adam Scott and Hideki uh, were great. Um, I thought that the three of us made, you know, I made good partners with them for, for both formats. So um, I think my game's pretty versatile as well. Um, you know, keep it in play. Nothing too fancy. Get it on the greens and, and make a few pots. I think I can partner up with, with a lot of different players and, um, I look forward to just kind of being down there and, and having Captain Ells use me as he sees fit. Um, I'm going to be ready to play and, and have my end game going. And, um, you know, hopefully I can be a big contribution to this year's team. Well, you're going to need your A game and all your t the whole team is going to need their A games. This has uh, uh, been, been sort of dominant by the U.S. team. They've won the last seven of these. What can you guys do to end that streak and get yourselves in the winning side of this competition? Well, I think on the course, I think we need to use the, you know, the fans to our advantage down there. Um, the Aussie fans are pretty incredible. Um, you know, the fanatics, as they're called, they're, they're quite crazy individuals. Um, I experienced that in New York a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, we got to get them on our side early. Um, so I think it's imperative that we go down and, and win that first session. If we can do that, I think it'll set us up for a good week. Um, off the golf course, I think we just need to maybe come together a little bit better than we have in previous years. Uh, obviously, that's very difficult being an international team with a lot of different personalities, a lot of different cultures, you know, food. Um, it's a lot different than what the Americans will have to deal with. So uh, if we can figure out a way to do that, come together as a team a little bit better and, and, uh, and win that first session, I think we'll set ourselves up for some success this year. All right. Congratulations, Adam, and best of luck when you get down to Melbourne. Thanks, Bob. Really appreciate it. Adam Hadwin on his thoughts on Melbourne. I agree with the winning the first session. I think Adam's huge, huge especially with some of the fans in Australia. They're, you know, maybe the international side's equivalent of what New York fans are to mm -hmm. American golf. Australian fans are to the international team, whereas maybe other parts of the international landscape, you'd have a more uh, subdued uh proper yep. kind of golf fan where the Australians will cheer like it's Australian mm -hmm. football or rugby mm -hmm. and they'll really get into it and be boisterous and kind of can maybe be that, you know, the 12th man, so to speak, right? Right. All that being said about the stuff off the golf course, like he referred to there about the food and the chemistry, all those things are part of it. But at the end of the day, when it comes to the President's Cup, the Americans make putts and the international team don't make any putts. And it's the complete opposite to the Ryder Cup, right? <laughs> we sit here every other year and go, why do the Europeans make every putt they need to and the Americans can't roll it into a bathtub if they were trying? It's the opposite in the President's Cup. To me, win the first session, first session, like Adam said, and make some putts. And it won't matter if one of you wants uh, noodles and the other one wants roast beef. Absolutely. You know, as we always say, just play better. That's, you know, that's part of it. And for the U.S., the, you, you look at the course setup, that's part of it at uh, the Golf National last year. They just didn't play very well. And, and they were the favorite yeah. going into that Ryder Cup. And it's a lot of the same guys playing. Um, so we'll see if the international side, yeah, can get off to that great start. Yes, it's golf and anything can happen. On the other side, we're going to 
here from Tiger Woods, Patrick Reed, Gary Woodland. So we'll get into some of the Team America audio here uh, as we haven't really focused much on Team America, but obviously with Adam Hadwin, Canadian being on the international team. The one thing I will say this before we go to break, Skulls, you know what I do like and what I didn't like last year? I like the br- the break or at least the staggered uh, break to the President's Cup. Yes. That we're kind of, you know, guys are making their own schedule, picking and choosing where they want to play. There's going to be a little off time, maybe a week or two of really no golf potentially before we get to the President's Cup for a lot of these guys. Last year, it was hand out the Tour Championship, get on a plane, fly to France, and go play the Ryder Cup. Most of the European team had nothing to do. With the tour championship compared to, uh, you know, with the exception of maybe Rory, yeah, uh, you know, it was a lot of Americans battling it, battling it out, and Tiger being one of them. And Tiger looked like he got hit by a truck, run over by a truck, like by seven time. to nine weeks. Yeah. yeah. So you know what? I like this is better. I hope we see more of this moving forward. Sure. On the other side, we'll hear from T Dub. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back, GTC, Zucchino and Scully, the Final show of season nine, the final show of 2019. We will come back for a special. We will come back for Festivus for the rest of us on November 30th, but the final regular live program. Now, we still have year in review specials, Ireland travel special. We have lots to uh, still get to. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're not going anywhere, but this is our last live show of the season. Scully, where is uh, Weeksy? I don't even know. Weeksy is at some sort of function that he is speaking at. I don't know. I know he's not running. Okay, so he's not running. He's not running. I mean, maybe he ran before the function, but it's cold. Start calling him Bob Gump. That's what it's gonna be. (laughs) Or Forrest Weeksy. Run, Weeksy, run. I I still like Robert Matsuyama on the Robert Matsuyama. He has that little pause that works for him. Little pause. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I like you can that. Pause, have a coffee, and it's good. It's a good move. I, I, I'm for jealous Bob. of that tempo. It yeah. is a good move for Bob in that little like four yard draw every yeah, time. Every time, yeah, it's yeah, good to it, watch. Roll it, hold it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, Tiger Woods. No surprise. Uh, selecting himself. How do you not? Mm-hmm. I think there was already external pressure. You know, and we've talked about this for months, but you know, if you're a TV rights holder, if you're the PGA yeah. Tour, if you're anybody associated with the President's Cup in terms of we need eyeballs, we need excitement, especially considering how bad a lopsided pounding this looks like on paper, and historically this event has been, Tiger Woods playing golf as opposed to driving around in a cart with a walkie-talkie certainly drives a few more eyeballs no surprise he picked himself, especially after the wire-to-wire win. Well, especially after the Zozo. And something uh, that he sort of just told the world and no one knew about was that he had a torn oblique muscle. That he just Well, he had to withdraw uh, during the FedEx Cup playoffs with that injury. But we all assume that it was a strain or just a minor pull. But it was allegedly a tear. And he was saying that the, you know, the chain effect from his knee issue to the oblique, he was essentially walking around uh, band-aid together. Um, 
But I would have been really curious to see what would have happened if he still went to Zozo, finished 20th. Then what do you do? I think he still has to pick himself. But I, I agree. I but, agree. But I think it's open for... That's where you know a, a Kevin Na could have come in. Yeah. That's where a Ricky Fowler yeah. probably had a better chance to come in. But those guys still might have a chance because Brooks Kepka's knee... Tiger is not, he was very vague when he answered questions about Brooks Kepka's knee. He said, yeah, he's just going to rehab. The golf's going to come after. He's going to keep me posted. Where's it go? Right now, where does it go if Kepka can't play? Has Tiger spoken to that person? Uh, I don't know. Because you know, Kevin Kisner had a decent week in China, couldn't play well on the weekend when he did the opportunity. Hasn't really played a lot of golf or played that well down the stretch. Kesner. Good match play player. Good match play. Yeah. Kevin Na's played well. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, recent form, you'd go Kevin Na. Three wins in his last I 30 agree. starts. Fowler just hasn't played golf. No. Even though he's been on every team. But I don't know. Or don't is know. it something that we go off the board like we discussed last week? Do you bring a Morikawa? Do you bring I prefer a Wolf? That. If, if you were asking me, yeah. go to Morikawa or go to Wolf. Go to a kid that you think is going to be a part of the American program for the next decade and throw him on the team and give him an opportunity. They've won. They've proven they can leap into another level of spotlight and perform. Right? They've proven that. You can't go higher than the PGA Tour. And and they have the inner belief and and the the stones, essentially, to come out and your sixth PGA Tour start. And win. And and get your card. And and beat guys like Bryson DeChambeau to make an eagle on the last hole. That's right. And say, Corn Fairy, not my cup of tea. I think I'll stay here, right? I had my Corn Fairy flakes already. (laughs) I don't need to go for a year down there and have more bulls of Corn Fairy. (laughs) Right? So why not? 100%, I agree. All right, once again, Adam, if if we were running everything here on Golf Talk. We should, yeah. Well, Tiger Woods is the captain. He's a playing captain. First ever playing captain in President's Cup. Second. Second? Who's the first? Hale Irwin. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Hale Irwin. That was back at... uh, 94. 94 at uh, Robert Trent Jones Golf Course. Mm. All right. Tiger Woods becoming the second playing captain. And uh, coming off the win, let's hear from Tiger Woods. Well, I, I think the president's already been set, so uh, it, it can be done successfully. Uh, Hale Irwin did it in 94. Uh, he played in the old format, which was uh, identical to the Ryder Cup format, and he played three times. So he played, I think, two foursome matches that I think were in the afternoon, and uh, then he played a singles match. So it certainly can be done. The U.S. team did win, and he had a winning record that week. So uh, the president's been set, can be done. Uh, for me, I have 11 other horses and uh, three great vice captains. So as a team, we'll figure this out. Uh, we have great communication so far, and uh, that will only continue. That will only get closer, and we'll bond more. And uh, the neat thing about these guys, they're all about the same age. Uh, Wood probably being the, the, the eldest uh, part of us. So. They're all collected. They've all been around each other. They all grew up playing junior golf together, amateur golf, collegiate golf, early on in their tour careers. They've known each other for a very long time. So um, it's a close-knit group already, and it's only getting closer. I think that this team wanted Tiger to pick himself. 100%. Right? They all kind of look up to him. They all want him there. Well, uh, and he won the Masters. Right. (laughs) Reigning Masters (laughs) champion. 
And again, wider, wider. But but and then before we go to go to Patrick Reed, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he won the Zozo Championship, and Gary Woodland played with him for the final thirty six holes and said it was like a video game. Yeah, it was that good watching yes. him hit the ball the way he did, and now he can you know read putts because he can actually bend over and kneel. I, that was look. the most shocking statement out of the Zozo. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a, that the knee was so bad yeah. he couldn't bend down to read putts? Well, and he even showed this on a golf TV interview, where he he physically squatted to the ground, and you know he showed that he could actually do this, and he couldn't do this at Royal Portrush or at the end of the PGA Tour season. Ugh, it's be, I, you know what? Unfortunately, he's he is he's going to be forty four. Forty four. Forty four yeah. in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's 44 going on 64. Yeah. Just the way At his body. At least that. Yeah. Oh, my God. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, all right. He's not the controversial <laughs> pick. The controversial pick is our next man. And it's not because of the way he's played. Listen, he won in the playoffs. He's playing well down the stretch. Has a chance to win at the Turkish Airline Opens as we speak this week. One of the larger events as we come down the race to Dubai on the European Tour. But it's controversial because of the way he exited Paris. Uh, throwing teammates under the bus, suggesting that he was never spoken to and asked who he wanted to play with. And we all recall went down in Paris, Patrick Reed. Well, he had an opportunity to speak with Sky Sports. Patrick, you wore your Tiger outfit today. Is that an homage to your captain? No, uh, you can say that for sure. Um, you know, it was awesome news last night hearing from, uh, you know, from Captain Woods that uh, I was able to get a spot on the team. And, you know, I, I just can't wait to kind of get over there and play with the guys and uh, get back in that team format again. You know, wearing that red, white, and blue means so much to me. And uh, to be able to represent the country and be able to get picked was, uh, was special. Now, uh, now my job is to go out and win as many points as possible, and Captain needs me to. Did you feel it was the worst kept secret in golf? Definitely. You know, it's... Um, it's one of those things that you know, you don't really feel like there's that much pressure on you because you already kind of know what's going on. But then, uh, you know, to have to wait and continue playing and everyone kind of asking, it, it seemed to always kind of be on my mind rather than focusing as much as I needed to on golf. And, uh, you know, the good thing was I was able to come out and, uh, you know, do what I needed to at the end of the year, and that was to play solid golf, to get my name up there and to, uh, you know, continue improving and playing well so I was able to be a pick and you know I feel like I did that very well uh you know the cat past couple months and now coming into uh you know the finish off the year hopefully continue that great play and uh, climb the board some more and have a chance to win some golf tournaments now I know you and Tiger chat has he shared with you what it's like for him to be a captain not really um I can only imagine it now being a playing captain but uh you know it's gonna be awesome having him on the team playing, especially after the way he's been playing, and on top of it, him being the captain is uh, is pretty special. So, you know, the biggest thing is to go out and do our job, and that's for uh, all twelve of us to go out and win points, and uh, you know, bring home the cup for Captain. Uh, okay, after after last year in Paris, we all said, well, that's the last time. Unless he qualifies, he ain't making another team. Here we are, a year later, he's being picked. Quick question for you, Skull. And, and I might looking too much into this, but I'm trying to figure out how this has happened. He's too off the lead, by the way, in, at the Turkish Airlines Open. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does Jordan Spieth being nowhere near this mm. team make it easier to put Patrick Reed on this team? If, pa- if Jordan Spieth's in the top eight and sitting there right now, is it harder to select Patrick Reed, even based on his current form? Wow, that's a question. Probably. 
There's got to be some friction, no? Who knows what the rift is between them. We saw the first time that they had allegedly spoken to each other after the Ryder Cup was earlier this year uh, where they were playing together on the PGA Tour. They were paired together, right. and Spieth went for the hug. They hugged it out on the first tee, and it was... It was just so funny right. that it happened. Um, that's a good question. I, it must. Or are we as media looking for stories that aren't Because, I mean, all the U.S. guys have said, you know, they know Patrick's a bit of a different bird. I thought you were going to say something else for a second. <laughs> all right. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. Um, but... You know, he has the respect of Tiger. Yes, he had those comments where he said that, you know, he, whether he didn't want to play with Tiger, you know, he wanted to play with Spieth last year and he got to play with Tiger. Yes, it didn't go so well. Uh, I'm more curious if he is going to play with Tiger again this year. That's a good, where are the possible pairings here? We can talk about that a little later in the show. that's a good idea. When we look at some of our favorite moments and take a look at maybe some potential pairings. Before we go to break, quickly, Gary Woodland, I thought he was a slam dunk for the team. How do you leave the reigning U.S. Open champion off the U.S. team? You don't. Let's hear from Gary Woodland. I was a little speechless, you know, uh, I was a little frustrated with myself for not making the team, especially after the start of the year that I had. So I, I had to put my, my fate in somebody else's hands, which is, which is never, never a great thing. But it was nice to come out in Asia and play well and, and kind of make that late push. Um, so when I got that call from Tiger, that was something I'll never forget and uh, something that was pretty special to me. To get the respect, you know, from not only my captain, the vice captains, and the eight guys on the team that I know Tiger talked to um, about his selections, it was it was pretty special and uh, something that I'll remember. And, and you know, now it's up to me to make sure my game continues to get in, in form and I go down there and and help my team uh, come back with the cup. Gary Woodland added to the 12 men that will represent USA in Australia for the President's Cup. On the other side, we will tee up Hour 2 and get you caught up on all things you need to know that are GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. It's Zacchino. It's Scully, our final live show of 2019. We will come back for a special Festivus for the rest of us. November 30th, we will air the grievances, the feats of strength, a few wrestling matches in the studio. There's going to be a big studio audience this here. This year, like, yeah. I think you could fit safely in this room. You could fit safely. Like... 50 people? What about unsafely? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like 200, maybe. Like, if you get, uh, yeah, like there's a basketball hoop here. Oh, yeah, there's like some live games I like going it. on. We'll some get some game. Instagram stories going. I like it. I, I like it. I, I think we should have like a putting contest. Like, maybe not live on the air. Why not maybe? live on the It's festive. There are no rules. Scully. Right. 
No rules. It'll be us on play by play in color. We'll get week C in there. I love just, it. We'll yeah. do it. Okay. 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 All right. Festivus for the rest of us, <laughs> November 30th. We have our year in review specials coming up on Golf Talk Canada Radio, and that's throughout the off season. Our year in review specials. We have an Ireland travel special. Uh, lots going on. We have TV specials. Yep. Uh, our tailor made product special just ran. Coming up in November, and you and I got our first peek at the list this week. Uh, the first ever PGA of Canada Top 100 Courses of Canada. So we have the Top 50 Private and the Top 50 Resort slash Public as voted on by the PGA of Canada. So the only way you could vote is if you were a member of the PGA of Canada. We will unveil that list the last week of November. And I'm looking forward to seeing some of the reactions because there are some no-brainers and there's a few surprises as well. The, the list looks a little different than some of the other lists in the country, which is what we wanted, right? I'm really looking forward to hearing people's reaction, you know, because these lists, there's always going to be people who agree, who disagree. Yeah. Because pe- if people's personal opinion, if, if you go out and shoot 66 at a golf course, you're mm-hmm. probably going to love it. Yeah. But if your average Joe goes out and shoots, you know, 12 over their handicap, oh, I hate that golf course. Right. It's sort of, it's your opinion. So right. So I'm looking forward to seeing where the do you, Where do you stand on that one? Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, Christmas rolls are around and it'll be our year in review special for tv as well so that'll always looking forward to that breaking down the year that was and then don't forget february 1st february 1st as of right now anyway (laughs) schedules can change as of right now season 10 debuts february 1 which i think is still going to stick because i believe my pga tour radio schedule starts the week before Mm. in tory pines Oh, so nice. I'm going to start my calendar in Torrey Pines with PGA Tour Radio, and then I get a week or two off, and then I go back on the road for L.A. for Riviera. Oh, perfect. So right in between got those. the air miles going. Yeah. yeah, right in between those, we can start our Season 10 debut of Golf Talk Canada. And, and we're going to be around the Torrey Pines area in just in a, a couple, couple weeks. weeks. To see the new driver lineup from TaylorMade from 2020, which I hear the release date is, I believe the current release date is January 15th. So we'll see them. Yeah. On December 3rd, but the embargo's in place till January 15th. Looking forward to see the new product from TaylorMade. And actually, we we going to give away a bunch of stuff on Festivus for the rest of us. But I know for sure we're giving away a uh, Spider Tour X. Wow. So we'll be giving one of those away, Festivus. We'll be giving away a bunch of stuff on Festivus for the rest of us as well. Exciting. Scully, lots coming up in Hour 2 of GTC. But I want you to think. I want the answer now. Okay. But if you had one more pick... For Team USA, oh. and you had one more pick for the international team. Where would those picks fall? Mm. So if you if it was a thirteen man squad, who would your thirteenth man be for either team? Now, when it comes to Team USA, that might actually come to fruition. That thirteenth, yeah, because Brooks Kepka. You know, now the one cool thing about the uh, President's Cup this year, by the way, and the only reason I knew this and knew this early was because I'll be doing the radio for the President's mm-hmm. Cup. Uh, and don't get too excited. I'm not going to Australia. I wish I was going to Australia. But the PJ Tour radio team is not actually on the ground. Normally, we're on the ground inside the ropes doing the play-by-play for the for the uh, President's Cup. Because it's in Australia, we'll be doing it all from a studio in Washington. Sirius XM has studios in New nice. York, Washington, L.A. Most of the sports channels run out of D.C. Mm-hmm. So we'll be in a studio in D.C. running it from Washington. But because I'm on the team, I got the uh, broadcast hours. And they're, uh, they're 6 to midnight. 
So it's moved. This is a lot better than... Yes. You know. In previous years when we've been in South Africa and Australia, we've Korea, been handed out the President's yeah. Cup Korea at like 3 a.m., right? Uh-huh. You know, you got the toothpicks and the eyelids to kind of stay open to see who how this breaks out. And the other thing, too, is it'll be in the eastern seaboard. It'll be Saturday night. So you don't have to get up and go to work Monday morning. Right. It is Saturday night, which is Sunday in Australia. So more than likely somewhere around 11 p.m., on Saturday night, we will officially hand out the President's Cup. That works, right? Which works really well. And, and when it was in Korea a couple of years ago, it ended at about one forty-five in the morning on that's Saturday. Right. I know it because I was actually there with, or not there, I was in the, in the studio cutting with, with Bob. Yeah. Right, yeah. that's right. So this time we're a lot earlier, probably closer to 11 p.m. It's exciting. And who knows? Could be a romp. Might go yeah. earlier. We don't know. We'll talk more President's Cup in hour two. Talk a little bit about the memories that we like. Talk a little bit about if you had the 13th pick, what would you do? We'll hear an extensive interview with Tiger Woods with ESPN. We'll do leaderboard updates from around the, uh, around the world of golf. And there is a lot of golf going on. And we'll do winners, weird, and what. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. It's Zucchino, it's Scully, it's our final official show of Season 9 of GTC Radio. Lots to get to. We're going to go still heavy in the President's Cup in hour or two. If you had a 13th pick from either side, who would it be? Favorite moments, possible pairings. We'll hear from Tiger Woods. Leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. But first, let's do it. It's 3-dub, winner's weird and what, and the T is mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Well, my winner this week, Adam, is Patrick Reed's PR team. Because (laughs) his public relations team must be the same people that represent squirrels. Because, you know my saying on squirrels, they're just rats with good PR. You know, we all love squirrels, we all hate rats, and really, what's the difference? But Patrick Reed somehow, somehow, has been able to survive throwing his uh, team and his captain under the bus at the end of the Ryder Cup, uh, very vocal about uh, not being spoken to, not being uh, asked who he wants to play with, assume that he would be able to keep the chemistry of playing with Jordan Spieth, and all of a sudden you've just thrown me upon my childhood idol. 
in Tiger Woods. Oh, well. We assumed you'd be happy to play with considering you wear red every Sunday. And oh, well, Adam, that's been pushed under the carpet. And whoever's doing his PR did a great job on Tiger Woods and the rest of Team USA. It's something to have Patrick Reed on the team. But, hey, you know, he's had some good results. And I I think, honestly, Tiger is just looking at the the results. And um, I I am really, if this does go south, that post-U.S., if they lose the press conference, is going to be must-see TV. Because the first question question is going to Tiger, and the second question Mm -hmm. is going to Patrick Reed. That's it. The other thing I want to take from this, too. And we're guilty of this, too, because we look for stories. We look for things to talk about. We look for reasons as to one in a Ryder Cup. It's been lopsided from Team Europe. On an international side with President's Cup, it's been lopsided USA. And we look at all these little things like chemistry, language, uh, natural pairings, uh, how, how the dressing room j- gels, yada, yada, yada. And we take golf as an individual sport, and we turn it into a team sport. When you pick Patrick Reed... And you say because of the way he's recently played, you have basically told me that none of that matters. Mm-hmm. It's all garbage. Who makes putts? Who plays better? That's who wins. The rest of it is sizzle, and there is zero stake to it. It's just hype for media to talk about. Do you think, too, that let's say Patrick Reed goes out and nothing happens, uh, no controversy happens, he goes three or four and zero, oh and yeah. and you know, is that do we move past the Ryder Cup now? Is that a thing of the past? I guess it's a, over. A recency bias. Thing? I think it's bias now. Yeah. The minute you put him on the team and you throw the jersey, you better be by it. Mm. You don't bring someone into a dressing room if there's still stuff yeah. there. So if they're not by it, then this is a crazy pick. So I assume that there's nothing there. Yeah. So crazy. My weird this week. I don't know if you you caught this, Adam, but uh, Greg Norman did an interview <laughs> this week uh, with Golf Week. And it spoke about a lot of things, this, this and that. But the, the interesting point and, and, and the thought that the thing that I thought was weird. And here's the quote. Very few people know this. When Tiger won the Masters this year, I wrote him a handwritten note. Drove by his house down the road. It's about a quarter of a mile. And hand-delivered the note to his gate, to the guard that was on duty. And I said, hi, I'm Greg Norman. I'm here because I have a note for Tiger Woods. Can you please hand deliver this to him? I never heard a word back from the guy. And then it goes on from there and he says, I don't know. Maybe Tiger just doesn't like me. This is just, you know, I think like Norman just says stuff to keep his name in the news. I think it's just weird. Like how many letters do you think Tiger Woods got? When he won the green jacket. How many actually landed on his desk? Oh, my goodness. Thousands? Thousands? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just bizarre. Is that not bizarre? And we haven't really heard from Greg uh, Greg Norman. He did some sort of, like, not ESPN The Body, but he, he did some sort of, like, yes, nude I, modeling. Yeah. Of, was it ESPN I The Body? I think it might have yeah. been ESPN, but, but I do like, recall it. Yeah, yeah. And it, wasn't he's showing, like, it wasn't hiding much. Incredible shape yeah. at age, <laughs> I believe he's 64. But, but yeah, for, 64. for him to say this, it's sort of just out of note. Like, why are you saying? I don't know. Now, I will say this, though. Uh, and not to not to pick on Tiger because he gets thousands thousands of lives, but I will say this: this is why people loved Arnold Palmer, oh, right? 100%. This is why Arnold Palmer was special. Just one other reason why Arnold Palmer was yep. special because he got just as many letters, just as much fan for fanfare, just as much pressure as Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, the rest of them, and. 
Arnie wrote every letter and responded to nearly every every single one of them, mm. regardless of who you are. Joe Blow, Greg Norman, whoever. That's why Arnie yeah. is special. Yep. Uh, my what this week, not the greatest uh, title for Sergio Garcia. <laughs> now, off the top of the show, I mentioned that Rory McIlroy entered the... Uh, top club of, of players who have earned over $50 million on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. And there's only 10 players who have ever ever done it. Uh, Rory joined it last week at the, w, uh, at the WGC in China. Well, he wasn't the only player to join that group last week. It was, also t- uh, it was also Sergio Garcia. Sergio Garcia made enough money last week in China to become uh, only the 10th player, along with Rory, they were 9 and 10, to enter the club to make $50 million on the PGA Tour. But that wasn't the only club. That Sergio entered. Him and Lee Westwood, the only two players in history to have 60 starts, 60 starts in WGC events without a victory. 0 for 60 for Lee Westwood and Sergio Garcia. It's pretty crazy because both those guys have obviously had remarkable careers, a lot of success. They've played in a bunch of majors, now 60 WGCs. It's strange that they haven't got it done. Tiger has, what, 18 WGCs in his career, which is more, you know, I think 13. That's almost a Hall of Fame career on its own. Right there. Yeah. And just WGCs alone. Yeah. It's a very, it's, and as we mentioned too, it's been a strange co- a little time for Sergio since winning the Masters. A lot of stuff's happened on the golf course, off the golf course. His Missing behavior, new gear. It's, yeah. just, it's been a strange time for, for Sergio. Just to add one more kind of bizarre twist on this as to your point, how do you go over 60 for a guy who's you know played as much golf as he has around the world, etc.? His, his record on the European Tour and his record off U.S. soil uh, is almost as good or if not better than it is on American mm-hmm. soil. And the fact that the WGCs can move around, they do play them in China. They do play them here. They do play them there. You would have think of somewhere along the way a Sergio, who's an international global player, would have stumbled across a victory. Never yeah. happened, Adam. Yeah. Interesting to see. And it's uh, interesting to see. Do you, think, do you think, question for you here, do you think Sergio Garcia has played on his last Ryder Cup team? No. No, no, I'm doing it. I'm a bold guy in the wow. show. I'm saying We're he's going to play again. We will, pick we will this save up. this audio. We will pick <laughs> this up in our year review specials when we get into predictions because I am shocked by that yes. answer. So you think that he is going to have a, a, a bounce back him. 2020 yeah. Yeah. And, and be in Wisconsin? Or, or maybe in Rome. Hey, who in knows? 22. Who knows, baby? He'll who be knows? in his 40s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Great ball striker. Just can't putt. He's a great ball striker. This is huge. All right, Adam. (laughs) We're going to put that one in the bank. The teaser (laughs) is yours. So so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun. We're having fun. (laughs) Look, it went further than your ball. Oh, I'm yeah. still in yeah. shock over yeah. here. I'm still, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm reeling from. Uh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, my winner <laughs> this week uh, goes to a former Ryder Cupper as well, and that's Thomas Peters, uh, and the European Tour. They've done a bunch of these videos before where they give a player uh, 500 balls to hit a hole in one on one hole. And typically we've seen guys do it before and their yeah. reactions are pretty crazy. They're priceless. They're going ballistic to actually do this pull this off is is pretty nuts. So Thomas Peters, it was 165 yard par 3 and he's been known to have a 
bit of a quick temper. He's uh, snapped a few clubs. He's tomahawked a few clubs. He's dropped the odd F-bomb here and there. Um, his shot, number 88, nearly slam-dunked it. Didn't really go too nuts. Like There was nothing. He didn't throw anything. That was mm-hmm. fine. We got to our 172nd shot. That's where we saw our first club throw. But after he hit it to two feet. Oh, and, I, then, and then on the following shot, he hit it even closer. Another club throw. Come on. Yep. Yep. I haven't seen this. Yep. After 500 shots, he could not get a hole in one. Right. And uh, he was pretty PO'd after. But yeah. still. I love it. So, yeah. like, you can't. Listen. It, what are the odds of a hole in one? They're they're way higher than than five hundred to one. Odds getting struck by lightning, I believe. Yeah. So five hundred shots theoretically by the odds by the actuaries that break this stuff down Mm -hmm. isn't enough. It's like two million to one. He needs like two million. And then for for a professional golfer, you would think I don't know. You know, it's but still, I mean, we've seen us. I have seen a bunch uh, minus my work on PG Tour Radio. Yeah. So throw that out. I have seen a couple hole in ones in my life. Outside of professional golf. They are the ugliest shots I've ever seen. They're usually skulls. They're usually 10 feet on the ground, bounce up to the green, get on a get tracking on a putting line, and roll in from like 40 feet with, thir- with 30 feet too much speed in them off, off a flagpole. Mm. Very rarely do I see a nice shot go in. You know what I mean? Have you had one? Yeah, you had one a couple years I, ago. I have two, uh, and I'm trying to think. I've seen, I saw my mom's first hole-in-one. Was it a nice shot? Uh, it was a shot that she actually couldn't see the ball go in the hole. Right. We were on a, the falling tee block. Right. I celebrate like won the Stanley Cup after right. anyway. Right. Um, but uh, I've seen four and plus my two, I think. Um, and the shots actually I've seen, I haven't seen one of them I saw. It was a shot that was a near hosel rocket. Those that, are always That was nice. going out of bounds. Yes. Somehow sliced back and rolled right in the hole. Lovely. It was, it was yeah. my buddy. It was, it was funny. Um, but, you know, hole in ones, holes in one, they're fun to see. Um, but uh, I'd be curious if, if you and I. Sat there with 500 shots? I think this, maybe this is something we can do next year. There's an idea right there. Get somebody behind this. Maybe we'll do it for Junior Golf Drive. Yeah. Just stand there and try to raise money. Yeah. Okay. 500 shots. Okay. Hole in one. We'll have a wager on the side. We'll have to shoot it. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Sorry, we're sidetracked. Idea track. I love it. Okay. Okay, my weird this week. Uh, this is a bit of a strange story. Uh, this goes to Mr. Louis Gagné, who was trying to qualify I saw this. for the Corn Ferry Tour. He shot, you know, an opening round 70, second stage. Pretty good. T41. One minor detail. The story irritates me. You forgot to sign your scorecard okay. before you leave it. How do you do this? Okay. I, but there's a lot going on here. Okay? Like... Are we not past this? Are we not at the point now where the official yeah. should stand up and go, should there not be enough checkpoints in the game of professional you golf think. where people are playing for a living and livelihood and everything is on TV and everything is being scored while you're out there by other scorekeepers, by your opponent, by electric scoreboards, by cameras? Should the official not go, hey, buddy, you got to sign this. Come back here. Yeah. Or can they not go into the locker room? And go, you got to sign. Like, why does it? Well, why are we still dealing yeah, with well, these archaic rules? Why do guys have to sign the card? Every, everything's that, on TV everything's now, been, right? Yeah, everything's a testament. Right? I understand the rules are the rules. I understand that professionals are obligated to know the rules, and at the end of the day, it lands on Louis's head. I get it. Yeah. I'm just irritated with this nonsense. It's time to. Uh, every year we go to. Every four years we update the rules, and every four or five years we kind of miss some obvious. Rules for the amateur game and the, for the professional game that are like 
so obvious, and we and we just yeah. we don't adapt. I just okay. And, I, I need the content. And it's not that Louis Gunny is not a you know a, a nobody. He was the shared the low amateur at the 2018 U.S. Open. He almost qualified for the Masters this past year. Right. Uh, just a, he's a household name. He's a household name. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's just, <laughs> just a, a strange uh, story. Uh, but my what this week? Ah, yes. What a run by Phil yes. Mickelson for the first time since November 27th, 1993. He is no longer in the top 50 in the world. 1,353 consecutive weeks. And most of those in the top five and top yeah. ten. Yeah. Most of those weeks. And now to put this into context, I, I took a look back at some things that were happening uh, back in 1993. Jean Chrétien was three weeks into his gig as the Prime Minister of Canada. Bill Clinton mm-hmm. had just begun as President of the United States. Cigars, cigarettes. The top-selling movie was Jurassic Park. Ah, the first one. The first one. And the top song, <laughs> yes, if we're all ready, was... And I well, will always... Oh, that's a bodyguard. Yeah. Kevin that's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good pipe. Well done. You're hitting those Whitney uh, notes. Grade 5 choir. I was 18 years old. Wow. Yeah. What were you? I was one. You were one. Yeah. yeah. So, so you were you were eighteen. I was one. Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas were born in nineteen ninety three. Wow! And uh, I, Joe Carter. I be, maybe okay, so, yeah. the uh, best tour. You know, I'm a music guy, right? Yeah, maybe I do. The best tour I've ever seen. Best stadium tour I've ever seen in my life was uh, nineteen ninety three. I believe it was a. I'm almost ninety nine point nine percent sure it was nineteen ninety three. U two Uck Tongue Baby Stadium World Tour, which was the follow-up to Rattle and Hum, which was their second Grammy Award-winning album of the year behind the Joshua Tree, which was previously released to Rattle and Hum. It was one of 25 U2 concerts, this guy's. 25? I'm on 25 or 26. I've seen him in eight different cities, but that's the greatest stadium tour I've ever seen. Mm. Very cool. Mm. First real stadium tour to use... Like the technology we see today in stadium uh, yes. tours with you know large digital screens and all these things happening, and it was kind of ahead of its time. But you know what a run by Phil! It's been a remarkable career. He's not finished yet, and for what he's done this year, yes, this whole uh, fitness, uh, you know, it's yeah. been strange how he's lost all this weight. But you know, good for him. I'm going to say this right now: that Phil Mickelson has a better chance of being on Team USA Ooh. as a player next year in Wisconsin than Sergio has of being a player on Team Europe next year at Whistling Straits. Are we just, just talking next year? Just next year. Ooh. Can't go beyond next year because he'll be 51. <laughs> so I can't go beyond next this. year. But I bet you, you and I are going to have a side wager. Yeah. Phil Mickelson, better chance at... Team USA in 2020, then Sergio on on uh, Europe. Do I get any odds? No! <laughs> no! Because both of them are a loss in the wilderness right now, and I love them both. I love them both, but both of them are lost. Uh, in the I tried. I tried. All right, on the other side, <laughs> if you had the 13th pick, if there was a 13th man, who would it be? And we'll take a look at uh, some, uh, some of our favorite moments and maybe even some possible pairs. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. 
This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. All right, President's Cup Talk, Zucchino, Scully in studio here for our final live show of the year on uh, the Golf Talk Camera. I don't know where it's gone here. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been a crazy year, but you know what? It's nice to put a cherry on top of the President's Cup, and I like it in December. To me, it's kind of stretched, yeah. stretched it out a little, you know, giving us something, the Asian swing like we said off the top, and... Uh, you know these teams are going to go at it. On paper, it looks like uh, it looks like it's just going to be a, a complete uh, whitewash here. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. I just don't see this being close at all. I think Team USA is going to rattle off a big win. Do they keep the pod system? That's what we were just discussing. I, you, you sort of have to because once this, you know, the Ryder Cup Task Force, as they called it, started after twenty. 20- 12, mm-hmm. 2012, yeah. um, you know, that this was sort of, they went back to the Paul Easinger system from right. 08, which right. when they sort of won out of nowhere. Right. Um, and so, and Tiger obviously was or is a part of that task force, and you would think that he will implement the same thing. But there are a lot of interesting and spicy pairings that could come out. Do you see any natural here? I know, you know, Team USA, they can mix and match. You see DJ and Brooks, they're buddies, yep. assuming they're both heavy, uh, uh, healthy. You put out the Bash brothers. Yep. Um, yep, man, the way Xander Shoffley's playing right now, you can pretty much put him with anyone. We haven't really seen Matt Kuchar yeah. at all. I assume he's going to play Mayakoba next week, Kuchar. He typically plays Mayakoba. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know what happened uh, there. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully he pays his caddy this time. <laughs> Uh, Justin Thomas playing exceptionally well. So you've got you've got opportunities. Uh, the real question, I think, with Team USA is who plays with Patrick Reed, and it doesn't have to be the same person, or can you move Reed around? Well, it, and one thing I'm looking at, you know, we're obviously going to look at Tiger, and, you know, he plays a lot of golf practice rounds with Justin Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, with Bryson DeChambeau. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there is the relationship with Patrick Reed. Um, I don't think Reed gets a pairing this time. I think you're going to see Reed have at least two partners yeah. in, in four days. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to see him with one partner. I think you're going to see him with at least, assuming uh, things are going, you know, he's playing okay. I think you're going to see Patrick Reed with at least two partners. I'm not going to say three. I'm going to say at least two partners. Three would be a stretch, but at least two partners. Could you see maybe with a guy like Patrick Cantley? Well, yeah. Well, you know why? No baggage. Yeah. And Reed is a guy that wants to be the alpha male. And why not take a rookie and say, put the rookie with the alpha male? Because that might be part of the problem with the Reed-Woods pairing. There's only one alpha male with you're playing with Tiger Woods, and it's Tiger Woods. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you've done Mm -hmm. and where you've done it. Tiger's the alpha. Maybe that's not a bad call. Well, and and as Reed has said, when he was playing with Spieth uh, in four ball, he he would always go to try you know to have the mindset that i want to beat jordan spieth we're partners but i still want to beat him right and i that's a little it's a weird attitude do. for a team too. yeah and especially against your idol tiger woods i don't know now on the international side this is a way harder yeah. pie to slice uh you know, obviously, there's there's a few natural uh, Australian pairs of Leishman and Scott, Scott Day, Leishman Day, etc. Um, you know, uh, Sun J M would have had. You know, where's he go? I don't know. Uh, Cameron Smith, another Australian, right? So yep. you've got you've got a couple of duels Four, there. Yep. Uh, Adam Hadwin, 
you know, the t- style of game can play with anyone. But you talked about the language barrier with Hideki. Does that matter? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a much harder puzzle to put together. Well, and so in 2017, Hadwin played with Matsuyama uh, in their first session. Um, and he played some practice rounds with Matsuyama. That, that seemed like sort of a pairing that was going to happen. Uh, at the last second before uh, one of the sessions, he was put with Adam Scott. They hadn't played together. They, they had to discuss the ball they were going to use. And that's a big part of alternate shot is the ball well, you golf use. Ball. Yeah, certainly an alternate it's shot. It's huge. And, of course, we don't know how we're going to start yep. the sessions because it's the home side's advantage to decide if you start with uh, foursomes or yep. four ball. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the only, we should note this. The only victory... The international team has ever had in the President. President's Cup started in 1994. Uh, there has been one tie, which is my favorite moment. Yeah. Of, uh, I think it's pretty much a slam dunk of Ernie Els and Tiger Woods going in a playoff in the dark and them ending in a tie mm-hmm. is probably the greatest moment in President's Cup history. That was 17-17. That was in South Africa. Uh, Jack Nicholas was the captain of Team USA. Gary Player, the captain of the international squad. But the only win was Peter Thompson captaining the international team over a losing Jack Nicholas side mm-hmm. in 1998. And where was it? Royal Melbourne, where we'll play this year's President's Cup. And it was a fairly lopsided win. The international team won 20.5 to 11.5. Now, we should, mention, <sighs> we should mention who's on this international yeah. team. This is the golden age of international golf. Mm-hmm. Vijay Singh, Greg Norman, Nick Price... Uh, Frank Nabolo. Uh, Norman, too? Uh, I said, did oh, I not say Norman? No, you might have. Ernie Els, <laughs> Nick Price, VJ Singh, Greg Norman, Steve Elkington, Frank Nabolo. Like, this is the golden yep. age of. Inter- Little did we know we were in the golden age of Team International, but th- that was a team that, you, that, could, that could win any international competition at any time. Mm-hmm. So. It's, it's going to be fun to watch. And as, is, as you said, it's great that there's been this break, this buildup for it. Only about a minute left, Skulls. If you had one pick on either side right now for the international and the American, who would you pick your 13th pick right now? You know, for the U.S., uh, I'm going on guys who have played well. And uh, Kevin, no, nah, that's for me. You, you give him the opportunity. He's, I am also going he's had Kevin. a bit of a you know, journeyman career, yep. you could say, and three wins in his last 30 starts. He'd walk in every putt yep. he hit. I'm going. I think me. he's a popular guy, too, people. Yeah. All, I'm, so is Kevin Kisner. No, but I'm going Kevin nah as well. We agree. Yeah. And then uh, I think we're both going to agree on Corey Connors as well. I mean, yep. f- first in greens and regulation this year on the PGA Tour. He's got a lot of respect around guys on tour. And imagine just how great an all an all Canadian too. I would go. I would go Corey Connors as well, and I know that's a homer pick, but I'd love to put out a Canadian duo. That'd be amazing. And on the U.S. team, I, I have no problem going with Kevin. I'd go that way. With the caveat being, man, I'd want to pull the trigger on a Wolf or Morikawa. Yeah. For the for the stuff we we and, talked and no about. No Jordan Spieth. No, there wouldn't be Jordan. <laughs> Sorry, no disrespect to Jordan. Yeah. And I I believe at some point Jordan's going to find his path back. Maybe even it's, next year. Maybe yeah. even happen next year. I just can't do it right now. Yep. You can't go that far down the ladder. All right, on the other side, Tiger, one-on-one with ESPN after his selections were made. We'll hear from the Big Cat next. This is GTC. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. 
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increase stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. It's Scully, it's Zucchino, it's GTC, and we've got 30 minutes left in Season 9 of Golf Talk Canada Radio. Obviously, some pre-recorded, we've got some year-in-review specials, so you can still tune in Saturday mornings and hear great stuff from the GTC family, but this is our last live show, with the exception, November 30th, it's a standalone, Adam, it's a standalone. Yep. It's Festivus for the rest of us, and... Uh, Again, we we don't take any responsibility for Festivus and the live audience and the things could happen in studio. So I got to say, before we go to Tiger here, yes. uh, we mentioned the putting contest. That's yes. got to happen. Yes. If, if you have any ideas, tweet us. Yeah. Uh, send us, us a message. If you At want, Golf Talk yeah, Canada. We can't like, you know, like if you want to have like a chipping contest in here, that probably, probably wouldn't not gonna be work. the greatest idea. Yeah. What do you want to happen for Festivus yeah. for the rest of us? We could uh, you hit us up at Golf Talk Canada. Yeah. You want a putting contest? You want some Greco-Roman wrestling in the studio? Uh, maybe uh, a push-up contest? Push-up Jagger <laughs> bombs? Like what is it that you want us to do for two hours of Festivus? I can uh, make some Vin Brulee and, and bring that into the studio. You know, we could just this this it's Festivus. It is no holds barred. Is anything goes Festivus oh. for. We got to drag uh, Jeff McDonald in this year for Festivus. Yes. He is scared. He calls in once in a while, but he avoids Festivus because yeah. he values his job in the company. <laughs> and he wants to continue to be the great program director that he is and the leader that he is on TSN 1050. And he is scared that if he comes into the studio during Festivus, that his, uh, his resume could be tarnished. Well, and I, I've had some good times with Jeff McDonald as well. We were at Pinehurst together. Yeah, no, he, so, yeah, I yeah. love Jeff. We Our, golfed together. He yeah. won my a leader amongst yep. the community. Scared maybe a festivist. They could could just tear down their reputation. Unlike you and I, that have no reputation to protect. We can be in here. And Bob, he doesn't care that his reputation gets <laughs> torn down because he points to his 17 Hall of Fame inductions. Yeah. And he just goes, every time you take a shot at me. 17 Hall of Fame. Well, and I think we should bring a treadmill in here, maybe, oh. on the run. Okay. A lot of brainstorming. We're going to have to get into it. So, all right. Tiger Woods, ESPN, after the selections were made, let's hear from playing captain Tiger Woods. Pleasure to be joined once again on the show by Tiger Woods in, in a different role uh, this time, the captain. You, you've been a vice captain. That's something you've done, whether it's Ryder Cup, President's Cups. But now it's your show, man. You got to make those hard phone calls to guys that aren't on the squad. You got to decide who does who and who goes out with who and, and who plays together. What was appealing to you about that, Tiger? Um, I think just the whole process, getting to know the guys, um, trying to put together a 12-man squad, uh, three great vice captains, and we're trying to figure out. Uh, the, who are the next four going to be after the eight autos? So that was that's always the, the toughest process to try and round out the team and and try and get that uh, get the opinions from all the guys. You know, I told them it was open communication with all of us. Um, I want to know who you want on the team, and I want to know what the order is. And uh, it was like a, a weekly thing. Um, some guys went on, some guys went off, and. I said, hey, call me or text me anytime at night, day, doesn't matter. I want it to be open. 
and uh, it, it has been. The guys have been fantastic and great about sharing their opinions and sharing their concerns and uh, us working through it as a team. The part that sucks is that you, the guys that you know and guys that you know that compete can't all be on the team. At some point, you've got to draw a line. How difficult is it ultimately, Tiger, to make a phone call that's, that's just no fun to be on the other end of? Well, I've, unfortunately, I've been a part of that and been a part of the process of where the captain has moved on from you, and right. uh, it, it sucks. You know, that's just the way it is. But um, all I know is that uh, all the guys that were in consideration all wished all, all of us luck and um, wish Team USA you know, all the best going down there. Obviously, they're going to be disappointed that they're not part of it, but... Um, there's only 12, and that's just the way it goes. And you're one of them, and you should be because of how you're playing. Gary Woodland, one of your picks uh, today, made the point, because he played alongside you in Japan, he's like, if you don't pick yourself, you're an idiot. Because he, he described to me the way you played. He said, and, and Tiger, this sounded like when we were talking about old school 2000 video game come to life, Tiger Woods, the way he was describing what he saw out of you. Did you feel like you were playing at that kind of a level, like as well as you played in a long, long time? Yeah, I was finally I was finally moving better. You know, my um, I didn't realize you know how bad my knee had gotten towards the end of the, end of the season, and um, it put a lot of stress on my back because I wasn't able to to move properly through the golf ball, and um, a lot of things were hurting, and I'm tearing an oblique because of it. So uh, that is all all behind me. So it's nice to move around and squat down, actually read a putt for for a change, and so uh, it's amazing when I actually I can actually read the putt that how well I can putt. Yeah, you, you, you rolled it pretty well in Japan. And I mean, I was joking with you before we started about just, just I wasn't able to go to bed because I'm watching and thinking, all right, let's see if he makes one more putt. And then you just kept making one more putt. Next thing I know, it's 5 o'clock in the morning. Right. But you, you really played at, to a level where I guess surprise isn't the right word. But like, I guess I felt like after the way that the year ended last year, it looked like you were out of gas. Did it feel like that or is it all just the knee? Uh, a lot of it was the knee, and yeah. the knee caused the back to okay, get it. worse and worse, and and then, as I said, I tore my oblique. So, it I was duct tape and bandaged together and <laughs> humpty dumpty out there, you know. So, uh, that was it was a quite a struggle at the end end of the season, but having the, the procedure it uh, relieved a lot of stress on my body. It's been a fun week, just the people we've had on the show. Yesterday we had Matt Damon, and he and I got to talking about what he does as an actor, which you can do for a long time, as you and golf can do as well. And we were talking about his admiration for Tom Brady, and, and we were both sort of marveling at the, the, the ability to stay hungry after all the success. Do you still feel, Tiger, the same sort of hunger uh, to win a, a, as you once did? And maybe was it reignited with what you did, not just at the Masters, but, but recently in Japan? No, winning and the winning hasn't changed. The, the the burn, the desire to beat these guys, that's that's never waned. Right. It was my ability to be prepared to do it. Um, that's a totally different story. Um, for a number of years, I was not prepared to do it. Uh, just wasn't able to log in the time and spend the reps and do the things that I need to do. And and going to a tournament un, unprepared, um, I would then have to rely on my hands and my mind to try and figure it out. And so that was more difficult. But now if I'm able to log in the time and do the, do the things that I need to do, that um, the desires never change. It's just to, unfortunately, with Father Time, it's the ability to recover and um, get the body moving at a fast enough speed uh, to be able to compete. 
You speak of father time. I couldn't help but smile, Tiger, to think back. I was actually there. It was 2000. It was Kapalua. It's you and Ernie Els, the guy that now you go up against at different mm. stages of life. And I, I watched yeah. the shots that you hit coming down the stretch, and you bury a putt to beat him in a, in a playoff. How much fun is it at this stage of life to be wearing these hats? And you'll wear two because you'll be playing, but go up against the guy that you've been yeah, friends yeah. with for so many years. Oh, I mean, it goes back to us competing in what 98 in in Phuket, Thailand, and so uh, it's been we've done it a very long time. 2000 was fun at Kapalua, at least fun for me, going eagle birdie birdie to to beat him. Yep. And uh, we've we've had our time in South Africa in the Presidents Cup where I beat him in the singles, and then we had to go back out in the playoff and. Our captain being Jack Nicholson, and Gary Player. We make putts on 18 and then one, and we make two epic putts, one for me downhill, one for him uphill on two. Call because of darkness. I mean, that was epic. Um, we celebrate. He and I just went off to the corner and celebrated for a little, for a little bit. Like, how stressful was that? Sure. You know, the, the whole thing came to it. I mean, for me, when I, I, when I realized... You know how stressful this is. Is when I was on the, the first hole, as we're playing, we played 18, we came back down one, and I had this putt. And I was reading the putt, I saw all my teammates, then our entire crew, right in my line. I missed this putt, I lose it for all of them. And I'm like, wow, I've never had that experience before. This is new. Uh, usually, if I miss it, I miss it for myself. Um, this is, we play an individual sport, but this right. is. Uh, I felt like you know a, a kicker being you know ushered out there, and then you, you either make or miss. Um, that's a, a pretty intense feeling, and one that I I cherished. And now we get to do it as captains again in Australia. There is truly nothing like it, and if you've never been in it before and you've never done it before, you don't realize it until you're in that moment. Tiger describing it well. The amount of pressure. That you feel with, uh, it, you know, with a putt on the line, a match on the line, a point on the line, when you're not playing for you anymore, when you're playing for 11 other guys, a country, etc. It's a different level of pressure, unlike anything else. And uh, Tiger described it beautifully there that you know, d- down the line of a putt, that if you miss, you've lost it for everyone in in eyesight. Just. It's it's overwhelming. It's well, a lot. You think of the wild team celebrations we've seen in the past. Obviously, Brookline comes to mind. You know, Martin Keimer, the 2012 yep. Ryder Cup, when there's just yep. you know 50, 60 people ra- waiting. You know, it's the players, it's the it's the playing, assist, it's the assistant captains, it's the wives, it's everyone mm-hmm. else just waiting for the big dog pile. You're playing for your country. You're playing for your nation. It's it, the adrenaline rush has to be just. Off the charts. Crazy. On the other side, we're going to break down all leaderboards from the world of golf, get you caught up on everything that's GTC. There is uh, three uh, mm-hmm. three golf championships going on right now, the Charles Schwab Cup, European Tour, and LPGA. But before we go to break, Adam, you yes. have a question that you want me to sit on here for our commercial I do, break. I do. So do you think mm-hmm. that Tiger Woods was named the captain of the President's Cup a couple years ago? too early because he was named i'll give it before we go to break i'll give it a little he was named before going to the players championship last year this was after so he had, he'd come back he had played some golf he had a runner-up finish at the valspar he was showing at that point i believe he might have been the favorite to win the masters was he picked too 
early to be the captain. I've, I've got a theory on this. Okay. And we're going to get to it on the other side. And it's a bit of... It's got more to do with business than it has okay. to do with golf. Yeah. I'll tee it up yeah. like that. On the other side, we'll, t- we'll get to that. We'll get to leaderboards. We'll wrap up today's show. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC Zucchino Scully as we wind down the final live show of Season 9. Lots more to go still in Season 9, including our Festivist special on November 30th. But before we went to break, Adam asked me, posed the question, was Tiger Woods added to the President's Cup team as a captain prematurely? Was he selected prematurely? Were they uh, putting the cart ahead of the horse? Did they, did they maybe uh, suggest that his time as a player, as a time as an active member of the team as a player, was it over? But before we get to that, Adam, uh, let's get to some leaderboard updates. Uh, three tournaments happening in the world of golf. What's happening on the LPGA Tour? Yeah, the LPGA Tour, the Toto Japan Classic. Uh, Ai Suzuki has a three-shot lead after two rounds. Uh, she's a 12-under par. Gabby Lopez, Huju Kim uh, there and up there as well. Hannah Green, Shen Shen Fang amongst those uh, in the top five. Turkish Airlines open. Uh, Justin Rose looking for his third in a row. Looks like it is not going uh, to happen. Uh, Mateus Schwab has your lead. He is at... This leaderboard's gone backwards on me. 18 under par. There it is. It's good for a three-shot lead over a host of players that include Patrick Reed, who will head into the final round three shots off the pace and could certainly uh, shut a lot of pie holes with a victory on the European Tour. This is obviously a big one as they try to track down their race to Dubai. Charles Schwab Cup Championship, the final event on the Champions Tour. Jeff Maggard, he has a four-shot lead heading to the weekend. It's the Charles Schwab Cup Championship, so it's a four-rounder on the Champions Tour. That's good for a four-shot lead over Bernard Longer, who is projecting right now in second place at the end. If it ends like this, he would finish just shy by one position for his sixth Charles Schwab Cup Championship in a row. Stephen Ames in a tie for 10th in this one. Back at a tie for T25 is Scott McCarron. Scott McCarron needs to fall down a few spots or longer needs to catch Maggart to grab his sixth Charles Schwab Cup championship. All right, only a few minutes left, Scully. You asked me the question of Tiger, mm-hmm. premature to a team. I got to tell you, I think this had more to do with business than anything else. I think the PGA Tour was sitting there and they're going, okay, President's Cup, although it makes money, and although it does well, how many years can this thing survive as an exhibition? How many more years can we watch this be? The U.S. team goes out and slaughters the international team, and there's nothing to watch come Saturday or come the third day. It's practically order over. How many years can it survive this way? 
Go back to Ryder Cup history, and he used to be like this in the Ryder Cup through the 50s, 60s, and 70s until Jack Nicklaus stood up and said, you need to change the format. You need Great Britain and Ireland to allow uh, continental Europe into the fold. And then all of a sudden, Bernard Longer and Seve Ballesteros and now, you know, Henrik Stenson's of the world uh, further down the road. And, and it made the Ryder Cup what it is today. You can't do that with the President's Cup. There's nowhere else to go. You've got the rest of the world already in play. Uh, I think this had more to do with business than anything else. If we add Tiger Woods to the team as the captain, we assure his attendance, his name, his brand attached to the President's Cup. If we don't Mm. make him the captain, then we are relying on him to either be uh, qualifying for this team, which at the time looked doubtful, or having to put some pressure on whoever the captain is to select him to the team. And at that point, we had no idea who we were selecting. Was he even playing golf? Mm-hmm. We had no idea. Mm-hmm. So I think this was a way to ensure his brand was a part of this team. And then what they ended up with was, okay, we, we you know, now we got to pressure him to play. And yeah. That's my take on it. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's interesting. Uh, it's still, I mean, to think, looking at age, you know, Phil's 49 and yes, He'll be 50 in June for the U.S. Open. Yeah, which is nuts. And, and Tiger's going to be, he turns 44 two weeks after the President's Cup. Uh, it just still seems a little strange to me, but that does make a lot of Now, we only have about a minute and a half left. A lot of us have been anticipated, anticipating Phil Mickelson being added to this team as an assistant captain. Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot more duties on the assistant captains than, than in previous President's Cups because the captain's playing. Yep. Now, he doesn't have to scramble like the Ryder Cup and get the pairings out in the afternoon because uh, except with the exception of Saturday, where I'm pretty sure Tiger's only going to play 18 holes, the President's Cup is 18 holes a day. It's one session a day. But still, I'm surprised it hasn't, been, ha- hasn't happened yet unless Phil has said, hey, Tiger, you know, it's 10 days yeah. before Christmas. I'd like to stay home. Yeah, with my or is it a case where like is Tiger going to go out first or last in his sessions and, and just so we can? I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. Going to be interesting to really see. Interesting. All right, lots coming up from GTC. This is our final live show of season nine. Uh, we will return February first for season ten of Golf Talk Canada Radio. Unbelievable, and we'll return February first at season ten with a monster announcement that we can't let out of the bag until February first. So you're not going to want to miss that. You do not want to miss the eighth annual. Festivus for the rest of us. No holds barred. November 30th. Hit us up on Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada. What do you want to see at Festivus this year? Putting contest, Greco-Roman wrestling, arm wrestling, slam dunk competition, Jagger bombs. Uh, what do you want for Festivus for the rest of us? It is feats of strength, airing of the grievances, a lot of great prizes coming up for Festivus on November 30th. Next month, November, 60-minute TV special. It is the PGA of Canada, top Top 100 golf courses in the country. Top 50 private. Top 50 public resort. We'll unveil it last week in November. And then the last week in December. It is a 60-minute year review special on GTC television. We look at the best, the what-ifs, the highlights of 2019. And there has been a ton. Adam, thanks so much for doing it. Great great year. year. I will talk to you. I will see you. We will compile the year review specials. Golf Talk Canada Radio doesn't go anywhere. Tune in every Saturday morning. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.